Welcome to episode 62 of Pineapples and Thorns. I'm Kat, and with me today is Fado. Hey, Fado, how's it going? Great. <laughs> you sure about that? You sound hesitant. Great. <laughs> what is that? Have <laughs> you got an air horn in the back? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On this glorious Saturday, we are going to have a special guest, Magnus, but I will introduce him fully after I run through the CFF news. It's summer, and... The CFF event planners are taking a well-deserved break. The only thing on the burner at the moment is the CFFFL, which for those of you who think I'm stuttering, the CFF Fantasy Football League. Uh, If you're interested in participating in that, hop into the CFF server and get signed up. Jaeger wiped the floor with the CFF people and crushed everyone last year. So it's anybody's game this year. People are looking for revenge on him. So um, most of the rest of us have been participating in events with friends it's been kind of like friends with benefits only better uh, (laughs) go ahead i know you want to say something i'm (laughs) (laughs) tongue-tied friends with benefits means something else south of the border Uh, not in classic lands um i've been touring with c-note this past week we went over to a clan called stink missiles it was a great group of people the later there is her name is mom and she runs a tight ship over there. Really a, a fun fun group. Uh, they're associated with, uh, I guess, uh, friends or, or something like that uh, with War Heroes, which is another clan family. And so we did a couple of wars with the Stink Missiles group. And then we, while we were there, we were invited to join in on a Trojan War with War Heroes. And everybody attacked in the last 15 minutes. It was a 50-person mixed breakdown. And they ran it great. Not one person hit early, which is quite shocking. Not to mention the fact that we won. So it was, I love those, those Trojan War events. They're so much fun. And then we also, a bunch of us did the Slim Down for Summer event with Trample Damage. Fado, I think you were in on that, right? Oh, I was over there getting a penalty. I, and I, I was telling you right before we started recording, I saw the, the final score and the calculations and whatnot. And, for the life of me, I can't. I didn't do anything on purpose, and I can't even remember <laughs> what I did. Maybe it was like a personality penalty. Maybe somebody didn't like your profile pic. I don't know. Ah, who does? <laughs> <laughs> so, what that event was, we weren't allowed to use any troop with more than ten housing space. So, no dragons, yetis, super archers. Uh, it was really challenging, and you had to put a fair amount of thought into what you're going to use. Um, I think we all get so complacent about using the same troops. We often forget about some of the other troops at our disposal. So only a few people got penalized. Uh, and <laughs> you'd see, so you, the nerve. were you on the nerve of those people? <laughs> the noise. I was on team bikini and then the other team was team speedo. Were you on speedo? I was on speedo. Okay. So you guys won on percentage. Yeah, just despite my best efforts. <laughs> I know you tried to sabotage it, but <laughs> <laughs> the, event, the event was a lot of fun. So it was, yeah, it was great. so it's good to meet some other f- new friends. And yeah. um, thank you very much to Storm and, and Trample Damage for, for putting that together. Yeah, yeah. They, they ran a great event. It was a lot of work to uh, review all the different attacks for them and <laughs> find out who, who did what. and calculate the it's a good thing trample likes math because he did all the calculations so Oof, man that you're right 
um, every single attack by the end of the war had to be reviewed. That's <laughs> that's. Over I here. did almost attack with yetis in my CC, and I caught myself, and I went, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> that's more than ten housing space. So luckily, I caught myself in time. So. Maybe if you had known like how the penalties would be applied, it would actually just be worth it to be like, you know what, I'm bringing, I'm bringing some beef because I'm going to get like forty extra percent with this plan than I otherwise would with my, you know, <laughs> 160 yeah. minion attack. <laughs> I really want Trample to shade me out. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, moving on. Um, I I hear some deep breathing. That's yeah. not usually present. Um, it's, it's not me this time. No, no, it's, it's the, the one, one and only. And only. Magnus. Yes. Welcome, Magnus. At least there's only one and only. What would you do with more of me? <laughs> Love you more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're just going to dive right in. Anyone who's been with us on this podcast journey knows we we have a standard set of questions. Um, so hopefully you've done your homework, sir. Um, tell us a little bit about Magnus. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about Magnus in Clash. We can dig into Magnus the Man in a little bit, um, and I'm looking forward to that segment especially. Um, but tell us about the town halls you play and how you started playing and where you have played. All right, well, I have two Town Hall 15s, a more or less max Town Hall 14, save the walls. Uh, I have a Town Hall 13 that I dabble with, and then I have been playing around with a Strategic Rush account um, following T's guide. Uh, that one's currently sitting at a Town Hall tent. It has been neglected, however, for the last uh, two or three weeks, but we can talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, I started playing far, far too long ago uh, when I was playing, actually, another strategy-based game, something zombie survival, and they had offered some form of additional in-game currency by playing one of their, you know, advertised games, as you may have seen in other games in the past. So I ended up downloading Classic Lands, and immediately dropped that last game for this one. Uh, I have played for a number of other clans. Uh, I did join a uh, inappropriate named clan, uh, which we won't talk about. Uh, was there for a while. This was all predating clan wars, so it was just farming. There was no form of organization. It was, you log on, you do your barge, you log off, you come back, you upgrade your archer tower, you log off, you barge again. Um <laughs> Made a second account uh, because my main, which was a super lopsided rushed Town Hall 9 in every way, it was it was brutal. Decided I was going to make another account, um, which is actually right now my, uh, my Town Hall 14. Uh, joined another clan, which was a bit more oriented. So I, I decided to do that one properly, or quote-unquote properly. I, I maxed it, right? As you did back in 2014-15, you maxed each and every Town Hall before you hit the button. Uh, ended up in their feeder joined their main clan after passing their trials. One of their leaders uh, was also the leader of a feeder for a war-based clan, um, Crystal Warrior. So I ended up following him when he left our little farm clan and joined with my correctly maxed uh, Town Hall 9. So I think at that time, Magnus had 20, 20-ish heroes, but I had maxed my walls. Which was the big one, right? That's that's how you knew you were made of this Town Hall 9 back in 2015, maybe 16. Max Walls, <laughs> baby. Um, 
I was there for a long time. I uh, became leader of the uh, CW Arena, Shiny Gemeralds, which was the other feeder for Crystal Warrior at the time. We were part of War, War, War Wales family um, up until the point of those scandals, and then we, we quickly left. Um, had a little alliance with uh, Trips from Big and Boston Tea Party, I believe the other one was, uh, which was a Kloss clan at the time. Um, and then CW did a bunch of war play. So we did that for a while, and then everyone got kind of burned out, and me needing a new home. Uh, I've been friendly with Valor Magulis for quite some time due to one of our leaders, Tits McGee, uh, having dueled there for some time. So I popped in that chat one day saying, I need a new home. And who other than the one and only cat slid in my DMs? And I've been with Red for, for about two years now. Two and yeah. a half years. Oh, it's been a minute. Quite the uh, friends with benefits situation there, I might say, right? <laughs> Does that mean something different in this house? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I've heard. So I've heard. I take him strays. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, for anyone that's listening that isn't familiar, and hopefully you are, Magnus is a... Um, I, I believe they call it an influencer because you post on YouTube. Is that is that true? I mean, I post on YouTube. I wouldn't call it influencing. Oh, oh, you're too humble. You're too humble. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started that and, you know, a little bit about the channel? Sure. So this would go back to Crystal Warrior. We were taking part in the CWL, the original Clan War Leagues. Uh, sorry, Champion War League. Little uh, foot and slip there. Uh, the original one, so season one, season two, we didn't really have any sort of exposure. Um, Snip attacks would come in; he would cover our stuff, and you know it was great. But I, uh, I just wanted more for our clan, so I started doing our own recaps. You know, back when you could do uh, class on blue stacks, and then I would put up OBI. It was, it was brutal. Don't watch those videos. It's just, it's bad. It's like bad editing with bad music <laughs> no conversation <laughs> pieces whatsoever but i leave it there because it's nice to see what i've done in the past change um and i just wanted to showcase what the skilled attackers in my clan were doing oh very cool very cool and and funny enough like i know that's how um for instance power bang started right it was mostly stuff where he was finding success and doing teaching his own clan mates about what he's doing um and you know obviously it, it took off from there so uh you're power bang jr now i dub thee so <laughs> um i'm not doing sketch in my car <laughs> it's worth a try um so you know on your class journey you said you've been playing for quite a long time uh, along the way what has been your favorite town hall to play what level you know what each town hall has had its own set of pros and cons like town hall nine is forever as just being one of the most balanced town halls because you could do ultimately any strategy on almost any base right if you had to know how to read the base but you could bring any attack right you could go in with goho you could go in with golem avalanche right that was a throwback um lago you could bring that that was the first time you opened up the house and, and they dominated town hall nine um i mean even dragons right i mean bring in some zaps with some dragons, and, and you would see some success. And, and who can forget hogs? So Town Hall 9 was super balanced, but I actually enjoyed Town Hall 11 probably the most at the peak. Um, right before Town Hall 12 came out, 
with the introduction of, of course, Dragbat. That yeah. was just probably the most fun I've ever had. You know what's interesting when you mentioned Town Hall 9, and I know you didn't necessarily write out a completely thorough list, but it's interesting how far from everyone's mind Valks are. And it, Valks were really powerful at Town Hall 9. Um, and it, it just shows how long it's been since they've really been viable. I mean, like what, the Falcon days at Town Hall 10 maybe? No, that's true. I, I did my fair share of mass Valks after they got their quote-unquote buff at Town Hall 9, where you would just lay down, what was it, 23 of them, and just bring five heals. And you would just watch <laughs> them carve out the base. You know, you might send in your heroes to carve out a little corner so that your Valks wouldn't uh, split. But I mean, after that, base building changed, and they, yeah, very drastically became outdated. And then with Riggs implementing the, the Falcon on his YouTube... That got a lot of play up until uh, season changes were actually introduced. Then you kind of saw that uh, shift away as well. And then, um, so of those, which was your favorite attack strategy? Or, it, you know, I'm sure it's probably adapted over time. But, you know, it, it, looking back, what was the one strategy at, you know, any town hall you've played that you were just like, that was my, that was money for me? Well, I mean, at Town Hall 10, it was, it was still a significantly harder town hall to hit on um, even after infernos were tweaked to heal through the the falcon was probably the go-to strategy for me at town hall 10 uh doing some more play later on with cwl you know you'd go in with the go witch that was a staple because it like a bunch of giants bunch of uh witches and bowlers and you just kind of carve through a base with or without a siege machine a hybrid in some form has been probably the most reliable and friendly strategy that I've used across the town halls because maybe not so much a town hall 10, you just go heavy on the miners, but from 11 and up, I mean, I, that was my bread and butter at town hall 13. That's what I use. That's where I, I farmed with. That's what I use for war. It's just, it's such a, in my opinion, it's a pretty balanced army that you can use it in any capacity, whether it is, you know, taking it to legends, taking it to war, or just hitting a champion level loot um, to get the maximum because it has the best cook time at that point as well. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you've you listed a ton of attack styles that you've used over the years. If there's one you wish that, whether you tried it or not, you wish you were better at, uh, which which strategy would that be? Queen Charge Lalo. Yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah. you see so much of it in the pros you see so much of it and you know people who stream their legends it's and they make it look fun and easy <laughs> don't they it's definitely one that's harder to replicate i have used it with some success on my town hall 14 uh using the log launcher strategy that was probably popularized the most by lexnos you know queen charge in one area log launcher mm-hmm. the another corner with your King, your royal champion, and your warden, and you just have everything meet, and what, 20% of the base is left to Lalo? You're taking care of the rest? It, it's such a fun, fun attack at that level. A 10-hole 15? No. <laughs> maybe a one-star. <laughs> hey, I, I can up that maybe a little bit when I'm playing. Um, so, you know, you mentioned Town Hall 15 and even that strategy. When you, when you go to apply it, it's a little trickier at 15 because, hey, Nothing like a monolith and some spell towers to make, throw wrenches at you all over the place. So what are your thoughts on where the game's at? Well, 
from a farming aspect, I love having Town Hall 15 because it gives me something to do. From a confidence standpoint, I hate it. I strike out more than I, I connect those three stars. Uh, I'm lucky to get a three star in a war, and that's with both my attacks. So it's one of those very challenging town halls. The flip side is it feels really gratifying when you actually do hit a three star. Um, you know, Right now I'm farming. I've got heroes down on my 15s, and today, even with my RC still down on my main, I managed to hit a triple. Granted, no CC in that in that base, but it is what it is. You take your wins where you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's in an okay place, or like as you look at it, I've we hear the rumblings from clanmates, or know they're frustrated. Um, are are you in that boat, or are you like, you know, it's okay, it's okay. You know what, it is okay. It's you know, I personally wish I could have more success, but then I look at my peers, and you know, they're having about the same success rate. So it is one of those things where we're all in this together, right? It's There's no broken strategy right now, which, good or bad, probably more on the good, right? I mean, you don't have an, an attack that just goes in making an overwhelming, you know, clash of dragons, for example, where that's all you saw at Town Hall 14. That was the main one. You, you go yeah. in with Hydra, whether it was Bliss, whether it was Queen Charge, whether it was just... Straight up spell comp. Dragons have been king for a very, very long time. And since the Town Hall 15.5 update, yeah, I'm still seeing dragons, but I'm not seeing nearly as much in my defense log either. It's ground has really pivoted, which is, I think, really healthy for the game overall. Mm-hmm. So, switching gears a bit, um, we want to talk about Magnus the YouTuber. Um, we, you got going into YouTube by doing recaps back in your Crystal Warrior days. Um, what do you like about doing YouTube, and what what do you dislike about it? Well, I'll start with the dislike, because uh, let's not end it on negative. It is time-consuming. Uh, taking the time out of what I have going on personally to find a topic that I want to cover. So I'm not doing necessarily strategy-based things where I'm breaking down an attack comp, but I'm showcasing maybe a similar set of attacks in... A video, right? So they're always more replay focused, but they're not necessarily a breakdown. But I need to find enough of those attacks in order to showcase them. And for me, this week's has usually been three or four of a composition to put it into a video. And I could have to wait, you know, three, four, five wars in order to actually get the material that I need to make a video. Um, and the problem is that sometimes there are changes. Limps could change where what used to be effective is no longer as valuable. Um, so it, it's the timeliness of it all, and then the editing, choosing and designing a thumbnail, that's an art that I'm still working on. Um, it, it's a big time sink. For a 8 to 15 minute video, it probably takes me two and a half to three hours. What well, I like about it, though. For Sorry, thumbnails, yeah, thumbnails. You know, I, I moonlight uh, as a model. So if you need someone to make, you know, faces, uh, handsome faces, too, um, just, you know, slide into my DMs, buddy. I mean, you said faces, and then you said handsome faces. Like, which is funny? Uh, you know, if, if I try real hard, they're not handsome. Okay. Touche. Touche. <laughs> uh, so what I do like about it, though, is I don't show off myself, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly average player. I don't pretend to be anything else, right? I prefer to show off the 
skill talent around me. That's why I do it. I like showing off just how awesome the people in Redthorn and then our family through the Clashwellers family actually are. They're some significant actors, and in some cases, I get to you know experience uh, in a video some of the most creative tags I, I've seen in a while. Right, so that's probably why I still do it at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep, you haven't seen anyone one star quite the way I have, have you? <laughs> I mean, I'm still working on that uh, collage, but uh, look out for it. It'll be a lot of material between me and Fado. Lots of one stars, lots of zero stars. I'm in that running too. Don't worry. worry. <laughs> Uh, what's the most memorable war or event that you've recapped? Uh, war would probably actually be the Valmer Gulas when they won the season nine invite for CWL. Longest video I've ever done. It didn't really get a whole hit of a lot, didn't get a lot of hits on the video, but it was just. I mean, for me, it was great to memorialize something so important to uh, you know close friends like ODS. So being able to put that onto the interwebs was probably the biggest one for me. That's right. What's the other part of the question? Um, uh, just a war or event. So not to limit you to necessarily a war, um, but I figure events are what what else is there in Clash? It's event wise, beat the heat last summer. That was pretty awesome. So that was the event uh, hosted by by Cat and was it PR? I think so. Or was it or was it uh, you and Peter? Can't can't recall. Either way, that was awesome because it was an ice-oriented um, war with uh, ice yeah. golems and ice hounds. And I thought that was pretty awesome because it, again, forced people out of the comfort zone. And you got to see creative spins on attacks that you don't normally get to see. It's not, it wasn't cookie-cutter attacks. Those kind of events are my favorites. Like, you know, when you force people to use something that they're not normally going to use, like whether it's, you know, the total recall event where people had to use the recall spell or... If you do an event where maybe people all have to lalo or something, you know, just the, like you say, Magnus, just forcing them out of their comfort zone. Uh, do you plan on doing any live streaming, Mag? It's hard to say right now. My personal life is uh, never been busier. So I've been having a hard time just making the time to even do those videos. Like I am currently two weeks behind on content, which is, uh, it kills me inside, but. I have real life commitments. So the flip side of doing live streaming is that you can just hop on and do it. I think I need a bit more of a reliable internet connection first. So I would like to, when that one may be, couldn't tell you. What's your ultimate goal with what you're doing in YouTube? Because it, it may have sound like you kind of found yourself doing it. And now you're still doing it all these years later. So what do you think it's leading to? What would you like it to be? So part of why I started it initially was to, and with the transition to me doing the commentary, was to actually become a better public speaker. As a lifelong introvert, it is hard to talk sometimes. So that was one reason why I started doing the commentary. Then, of course, there's there was ambitions to, you know, be a Mr. Beast, be rich and famous and all that sort of thing. And while that's not necessarily viable to be the next power bang or anything to that effect, uh Really, what I, I would be happy with is just getting to a point where if I even hit a monetizing aspect, we would actually just give back to the community, you know, give back to my clan mates, give back to those who have supported my growth, whether that's in, you know, even goal passes or, or you know, parent Supercell gives up merch, you know, that sort of thing. So giving back ultimately is the, the biggest goal for me if I 
strike a big. Do you have any any advice for anyone that wants to start up uh, doing content creation? Don't wait for perfect, just start. If you put out quote unquote perfect content, you're starting too late. Do you um, do you have a favorite memory from Clash? Not that not that it's over, right? But up to this point, <laughs> what's your favorite memory, Ben? I would probably say there was a Trojan War we did about a year ago, and our good friend Carl from Christopher Join was live streaming. And he, this was back when Town Hall 14, there wasn't any 15 yet, and I went in with my attack, and it went a little sideways. So he left the attack. And when I finished, I, of course, had triple because it's Super Bowlers, and Super Bowlers were absolutely OP. But he had left because he knew that there wasn't a hope. But I had a rage, queen with ability, and my unicorn. And I was able to push through and get the triple. And uh, it was just awesome to be able to uh, make that a saying for the rest of the Trojan War, is that queen in a dream. Um, and I never let, let him let, let down. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Great follow-up was my AP did that to him, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that I can I can ask this next question without laughing through it, so I'm gonna try. So uh, there's a burning question for everybody: is as Doctor Toxic, as the person who judges toxic or not toxic for for Red Thorn and, and dare I say the entire Clash Files family, is Pepe the Frog toxic or not? Absolutely not. Pepe the Frog is a friend for all. He Bravo. He's there when you are at your lowest. He brings you back up. And he's there when you're full of your britches. And he brings you back down to reality. He is there for you, thick and thin. Hear that, yeah, you're in my eye now. It's kind of become the mascot across several channels, hasn't he? <laughs> he's just so friendly. He is. He's, you know, it loves him. What's not to love? Exactly. So shift gears a little bit now. Uh, I'm sure you all noticed this. Uh, Supercell just did a survey for in-game chat that they're looking for ideas, what the people playing the game want to see. And the one stipulation they gave was that you could not ask for global battle. <laughs> so they put out this survey and, and uh, I was quick to jump in there and put in my two cents. Uh, the questions on the survey were... Uh, New features, an updated look, make the chat look fresh, make the, uh, the clan chat space better, uh, the option to rotate to a portrait mode while chatting, use clash-themed emotes, be able, the ability to choose a profile picture in-game, uh, reactions, so you could react to a message in chat. So, you know, somebody says, hey, Fado, can you tell me about that strategy you used? And you come on an hour later and you see the question still there. Oh yeah, and you and, could reply to it. Yeah, I mean it's simply uh, get your healers slaughtered early, <laughs> uh, bring jumps with your Lalo, and uh, yeah, that's. I mean it's going to be a short, uh, a short how-to exactly. to replicate what I'm up to. Uh, another thing they wanted to know if we wanted the ability to create a thread, for, so you'd have a sub chat within a specific message in game tagging. This near and dear to my heart. Ability to tag a specific member. <laughs> okay. Uh, I never do that. Uh, the ability to change your font size to customize that. Oh, uh, I mean, is it just font size? Because uh, can you also change your font? Did they mention that? I can't remember if that was. No, part. I think it was just the size. So, it's, you know, you needed to make it more so akin to all caps shouting at people. I don't know. 
um, auto translate. So to translate comments to your preferred language. So if you had somebody from another part of the world join your clan and they had difficulty communicating, you, you know, it would, you could set it to automatically translate to, to your language. Yeah, I just want to use a language that doesn't assume lolly is a naughty word. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like to know why it assumes lolly is a naughty word. Do you want to spend a segment of this podcast going into Urban Dictionary and, and seeing what we can dig up? Well, we might have to have Lolly on for that one. <laughs> oh, you think she's maybe got a double entendre going? Uh, you never know. Uh, naughty, naughty chat lines. tabs. <laughs> Carrying on. Chat tabs. Split, splitting the chat into different tabs. So you could have a tab for donation requests because they tend to fill up at times. Uh, or if people are just doing friendly challenges or, or important messages on war or something. Uh, pinning messages. So you could pin important messages to the top of the chat channel. So say there was an important announcement about SCCWO or something. And polls, the ability to do polls in game. So what do you guys think about that survey? Did you do it? And did you like some of the ideas? What did you think? Magnus? I did not do it. I did see it, but I just have been... Uh... Painfully busy, and I totally missed the boat on that. Looking at some of these things you've outlined here, I question why, right? It's, <laughs> with Discord, is there truly a need? I, I get it for, you know, your maybe more average clan that hasn't gravitated to some form of third party, whether that was, you know, WhatsApp kick or, or Discord, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them I do like, right? It's chat reply, maybe, but then the question is how long does it keep the conversation, Right, how many messages will it still keep? Uh, particularly with tagging, it, given how active Redthorn is, you could tag someone at nine a.m. It could be gone by nine thirty. Right, right. It, if you, depending on how active that clan is, even if you were to have the tabs with the tabs, uh, feel donation requests in one tab is a really good way of never filling CCs ever again. FCs, on the other hand, I think that's great. Uh, pin messages, that's a pretty good idea as well. Um, based on the example you provided. So there are some nice things about that. The profile picture, I mean, they give you kind of that option now with the Supercell ID, don't they? Yeah, but that doesn't show up in game, does it? Like in the chat, in game? No, in the no, chat, no. But through their, uh, their Supercell friend list, it does. Yeah. You're, you're also, you know, kind of beholden to a, a set of rote choices there. Like if you, say, have a handsome yearbook photo you'd like to use as your profile picture, you'd be, you'd be up up the creek without a paddle yeah it's really limited as to you know what you can choose from like from their various games and i, I think i could think of better things that they could spend their time on than most of these ideas uh such as giving us the ability to edit clan mails uh, <laughs> or clan descriptions cat or clan descriptions would be great without having to retype the whole thing so, I yeah. do like the uh, idea of the larger text. So, I mean, I'm sure there are, are a number of players who are maybe more visually impaired than others where that can mm -hmm. be a tremendous benefit. So, I mean, I like some of these. Some of them, I think, are a bit flat. But You can yeah. call us old if you'd like. <laughs> hey, man. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Always so, treat your elders with respect, Maggie. Now, I did the survey, and there's some of these things that, that okay, I get it. If you were describing something being built from the ground up but i'm so used to how clash chat works that it's almost hard to envision how any of this would work um and i remember i can't remember when they did it 
Um, there's no way I'm going to be able to pinpoint the year. But Chet used to be bottom as the most recent. Or, or I'm sorry, top was the most recent, right? That's right. And then they flipped and, it. And they flipped it. And even that felt like you know, disorienting for a moment. Um, and some of this, I don't know how they're actually going to police. Like, let's say you could you could upload your own PFP, anything you wanted. How on earth? Like, <laughs> Yeah, they would never be able is, to do that. That could be abused all to hell, right? Yeah. So, um, so I, that's a hard no if it's like, unless they're looking at, again, making it more like the supercell ID where you've got a handful of options, I guess. Yeah. Um, and think of it like the clan houses and clan capital. Maybe they'll let you design something for yourself. Yeah. For, for me personally, I, I'm thinking that there are things that should be a little higher priority for them than the clan chat feature. Um, the recruiting tool is horrendous um, for clans that are just starting out. Uh, how do they get people to join? You know, just randomly inviting. Yeah, well, a somewhat of a recruiting tool. And I know they've, they've mentioned that they're, they're trying to work on a fix for that, but let, let's be honest, as terrible as the old global chat was in terms of like the predators and abuse and everything in there, there was a, a lot of people that that's how they recruited people to their clan. And, and that was the only option. So right now, if you're someone starting out a clan, you have to find new members, press that little button, and then it randomly pulls up a bunch of various accounts and you just invite them to your clan. There's, there's no way for them to indicate that they're actually looking for a clan, that they're actually actively playing the game. <laughs> so these poor people who are in clans are constantly getting bombarded with invites. I'm sure you both get them constantly if you have your no, invites turned on. So, somehow my reputation precedes me. <laughs> You're not getting invited anywhere? Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I would like to see them focus on something like that, like fix your recruiting tool or create some kind of centralized place where somebody could post, hey, I'm trying to recruit for a clan, you know, any town hall level welcome, or I'm looking for a clan, please let me know what clans are looking for members. So something like that would be would be nice. So I just want them to redo uh, add info to the scout screen. That's it. <laughs> if I'm scouting a base and it's been hit, show me what the CC troops were and show me if the base is currently called and by who and what the notes are. Right. Please. And, and you know what? If you're not going to like do the troops, I get it. I understand make us do the work but it show if it's been called and show the notes please <laughs> well then maybe they'll be listening every episode is going to i'm going to work that in um, <laughs> it just makes too much sense especially like from a base calling perspective right yeah as you're scrolling base to base is this called is this not you have to leave it and sometimes it jumps you to a completely different place on the map um sometimes maybe that's just me um, but yeah, that, those are, that would be helpful because some of this chat stuff, and I, I think what's an important distinction is I, I'm not sure that they're actually working on this, but I also don't know what they're actually working on at all. Cause this well, feels like, well, based on your feedback, we can see if any of this makes sense because I think they're really just gauging interest. Yeah. Don't forget right now they're all on vacation for another week or so, at least anyways. So. But enough of that. Let's jump into some questions from the audience because we do occasionally get some. And Stormrider wants to know, is Builderbase a flop? 
even with the latest overhaul, it seems less than exciting. Magnus? I think it depends who you ask, right? I mean, I have heard from clanmates who have thoroughly enjoyed all of these new changes. I cannot say I'm one of them. I am uh, adopting the trample damage approach of deploying everything into the corners and then, of course, closing the game and going back in and doing it again. I do not worry about obtaining the uh, elusive 200% anymore. I just want to finish the attacks in order to get the mandatory one star I need for my (laughs) goal pass with the least amount of work. And then if I have to worry about... um, season pass challenges or clan games guess what i'm doing the exact same thing i'm watching my gameplay it is drop the dragons in the corner drop the uh little builder man close out go back in and rinse and repeat yeah and it is interesting that you know with all the hype and massiveness of the builder base update you know they figured that people would be you know doing a lot more strategic attacking and i'm i'm like you it's it's like okay i have Two super or two of the wall breakers, the rest Pekka's and my Builderman guy <laughs> drop them always the same way. They go through most of the time. They crush the base, and I move on to the other half. And it's just like I don't really care. And I'm just sitting there waiting for it to finish so that I can go on and do something else more important to me on the main village. Beto, what do you think? Um, I don't know if it's a. F- I mean, yeah, I I agree with Mag. I, it's a matter of perspective, but the main base has always been the game. Right. I think I point yeah. out a few few episodes ago. Like if you ask someone, Hey, where are you at in the game? No one's leading with their builder hall level. Right. Yeah. Even though it's been around for I think it's probably been six years by now, I'm guessing. Is that long? Um, oh my gosh. The latest overhaul makes it a little more interesting, sure. But um it's never going to be as exciting as you know, no one's streaming builder hall stuff. Not yet. Clash is not promoting Builder Hall stuff. I mean, sure. Hey, big update. Sure. That's it. Right? They're not like, hey, here's a Builder Hall challenge or event. Every challenge they come out with skins or whatnot are all on the main base. Um, So that naturally leads you to be like, meh. You're not seeing exciting things done with it in streams. Um, There are no events for it. It's just there as Mm -hmm. almost like a side challenge. So uh i think it's more interesting on one account of mine i am trying to get my 12 stars a day um just to progress it but if there was a war or or something for that maybe that would be more interesting but i wonder you're even seeing burnout because of difficulty of 15 um how people would handle how would people even take that and how would you work that because we all found our clans based on how we like to war generally right right? and we all get along with each other obviously personalities have a big deal with that but ultimately it came down to war when war is a main base thing you're never going to guarantee that everyone's going to feel the same about a builder base war people are just gonna be like forget it you know what i mean so how would you even organize like established clans around that you'd have people you know their interest level in in war as it stands now, but they may have wildly varying opinions of warring on builder base. Yeah. Well, that, that tied into the question from trample damage. You know, he asked, should clash of clans introduce builder base wars Would that help? Um, I, I think where I end up on that then is 
it's hard to say because of that factor I said. Like, you know, listen to Trample and, and Mag. They're like, well, I'm just going to drop my stuff and get my 20 challenge, daily challenge gems or do it for Builder Base. Or I'm sorry, do it for the C, uh, the monthly clan games. Mm-hmm. Would that help? God only knows because, you know, Redthorn is routinely have, you know, you routinely can run 40s when we're not upgrading heroes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What would you what What do you envision us running in Redthorn? A ten or fifteen in Builder Base Wars, maybe? Probably a zero. Five, right? <laughs> I put Magnus in charge of that. <laughs> Congratulations! Hard pass. <laughs> well, I, it, it was no it was no mistake. It was no accident. We asked you on on this episode <laughs> with these channels because we want everyone to hear that now <laughs> we're a big Redthorn announcement. And this is where our producers will drop in a drum roll. But Magnus is in charge of the builder base war effort for Red Thorn. Yeah. Congratulations. Builder base clan war leagues. Pro level. I think I just got sick in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Fury asked, what do you think should be done with clan capital to make it more interesting? Magnus, you got anything? Remove it? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's such a separate game like uh, builder bases. It's... <laughs> You know, part of it, it is such a separate game, and it has these separate elements. And there was such a heavy implication that the clan capital was going to have this element of collaboration, right? That's what all yeah. of the videos leading up to it had, and there has been none of it. It is you're going to go in and you're going to try and clear a district in two to three attacks, expand your six attacks as fast as you can to get out of there, and that is it. For your entire weekend, right? You've got yeah. three days to do six attacks. Let's say it takes you 15 minutes per account. Perfect. I can't say that I would want to see this as a week-long thing, because at that point, it's just not going to happen, right? I mean, yeah. it's easy for me to go in on a Friday after work and do those six attacks and move on, because I know what's done. I can get my rewards and be happy with it. Um, exactly. It's all about those rewards, the, right? But those rewards aren't even all that great. I mean, I'm burning most of my medals, just on my own CC, mm-hmm. uh, the the re- exchange shop. I mean, great, but I haven't bought a builder potion or sorry, a uh, builder base star potion. What is it now? Jar. Oh yeah, right, the little star thing to speed up your ability to star get jar. more rewards on right. builder base. Because I'm not playing builder base, right? <laughs> so, what is the advantage? The best value really is is getting the dark elixir now once a week. To try and uh, finish off a hero upgrade, yeah. um, or the research potions to try and accelerate my lab, but you again only get three of those per week. So, really, there's only three vantage points that I'm, I'm finding any value. You're not getting any builder potions, which is such a killer. I don't yeah, know what the they can do they to make it any us. better. Yeah, maybe if they increase the rewards, like uh, the value of the rewards, not because what we get, I feel, is pretty good. You get what 1,200 raid medals mm-hmm. per week. Which is okay. I mean, they burn pretty quickly, but at the same time, there's nothing to exchange them on. So I've had weeks where I'm getting gems because I have nothing to burn them on. Yeah. Pedro, what do you think? Uh, Anything? I, you know, we, we've all gotten to a point, I think, where we're just down to some walls, right? Even the raid, it is where it's not as active, but we were, before some of the Redthorn people jumped in to start contributing gold there, it was already a, a clan capital 10 and and maxed halls mm-hmm. everywhere and and mostly max troops now 
you know, plenty of defenses left. Don't get me wrong, but that didn't take very long to do. And, and you know, when I say long, she can say, well, it took you a few months. Well, I've been playing for years, right? So um, <laughs> I, I don't know what could make it more interesting. Again, it, it, I, I kind of come back to the, they need to, they need to force it to be interesting in a way that I don't know would actually work. And what I mean by that is what if they started focusing more of their streams and events on builder base and uh, clan capital, they, they would have a pretty angry user base because people are used to being able to consume uh, daily, regularly, you know, Navi wars, um, you know, high level main base wars. So, and if that stopped happening at the you know in order to do more clan capital or builder home mm-hmm. wars, then uh, that would be a that would be a, a huge deal, and I don't think it would be a huge deal in in a good way for them. So it's yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah, and I think ultimately what everybody seems to agree on is that we play, we log in to play the main village. It's like the builder base and clan capital. Like you say, they're separate little side games that hopefully give you something that you can use on your main village to enhance your experience there. So, you know, I don't want to spend time planning for builder base wars or clan capital wars or whatever. It's I want to do what I need to do on either of those villages to get what I need to improve my main village. Because, quite frankly, I want to spend any limited free time that I do have trying to somehow figure out how to be better at the game on the main village on my 15. Oh, imagine trying to chase clanmates down to do their uh, builder hall war attacks. Nope, no, that's not impossible. And Nightmares. that's part of the hangup I have with this too is that there the builder base change, in my opinion, was pretty late. It, it should have happened years ago. I get it was yeah. a big job, and you know they did a great job. I mean, overall, it's it was a pretty cool change. It caught my attention for a week, but that was it. It was far too late. the The disinterest mm-hmm. was far too long. But aside from that, there is so much going on in this game at any given point, right? You've got clan war leagues that go on for the week. You've got clan games which go on for a week. You've got everything else that falls in between. There's there's a lot of distractions in yeah. this game, and it's not something that you can really hop in and out to do anymore. I mean, I have four accounts that I play fairly actively, and... It's a tremendous time investment now. I mean, I'm not even yeah. doing all my legend attacks because I don't have the time personally. So I have to pick and choose certain things. Do I do raid weekend? Do I, you know, grind out my 12 stars for builder hall? Like, and mm-hmm. it's there's a lot that happens in this game. And my question is, is it too much now? Yeah, that's a, a very good good question. All right, Beto, it's time for our top five. What do you got? It is. It is. I'm asking. The three of us to come up with the top five scary shark or fish or basically generally aquatic movies. Um, so I would like Magnus to go first with his number five. Perfect. So as an avid, I don't really watch movie person. I had to really <laughs> work hard on this one. I did my homework. Um, don't ask me to back up any of these because I got them off the internet. Uh, number five, I've got The Meg. <laughs> that's my number five too mag um because yeah I, I, found, I found myself in the in the same boat as you oh um, boy you guys i was a little late <laughs> on doing the homework so i i got to class early 
and and got and started working on it and the, the meg was one that i actually have seen a bit of and <laughs> good lord anything with a big old shark forget it scary cat well my number five and i actually have watched most of my movies that are <laughs> on my list my number five is sharknado <laughs> all-time classic <laughs> Who doesn't like sharks that fly? Uh, Magnus, top Sharknado. I mean, that's really the number one, really. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I mean, list over, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving to number four, I have Deep Blue Sea because, you know, sea is deep and blue. There you that, go. That's scary. <laughs> so thanks, Kat. You stole my number four, Sharknado. So there's it's right. a whole series I could have... I could have done, I, th- I know there's at least three Sharknados. If there were five, I would have just been like, Sharknado. I think there are five. Sharknado four, Sharknado three. Um, but yeah, any series that, that highlights the talents of uh, the dearly of the, of the dearly missed, departed um, Gilbert Gottfried. Bam. That's a big one. <laughs> My number four is The Meg. That's unoriginal. Sorry. I think it's friend here. What's <laughs> your number three? Magnus. Sharknado. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three is um, a movie I watched. Uh, you know, back in the day when HBO was just getting off the ground and cable was just getting off the ground. And I know, I know you youngsters out there listening. Um, so it was called Humanoids from the Deep, and it was on like HBO or Showtime, <laughs> and it was a bit of a corny movie. Um, but HBO ran plenty of corny movies back in its inception. Um, and I don't even know. It wasn't a big movie at all, but it scared the hell out of me. So that that's my number three. My number three is Deep Blue Sea. And that was actually, I, I really enjoyed that one. Magnus, number two. I have Piranha 3D. So not shark, <laughs> but scary water. Uh, from what I understand about that one, it's like a lake that has these, like, uh, Piranhas from like the prehistoric ages that just come in, they just devour people. It's it's in, it's like a bad B movie or something like that. But uh, yeah, scary piranhas in water. Number two. Uh, yeah, uh, piranhas will be scary. Period. Right. So my number two, and and we discussed whether Jaws was eligible for this list because it's such a shoe in. So I tried to avoid it. Uh, my number two is this movie from the eighties, it's you know, kind of like, it's not deep cut, like humanoids from a deep, but um, it's about this, this mermaid that, that absolutely toys with the emotions of a grown man. Um, and she ends up like eating his heart alive and uh, it, it breaks mermaid? his heart. Um, oh. It's called, it's called, it's a horror movie called splash with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. My number two is a movie it's actually based on a, a true story and it's very scary actually it's open open water it's about uh these two people husband and wife that go on this dive tour somewhere off australia and when they get back up to the surface the dive boat has left without them and they're forced to try and swim back to shore and of course we all know australia full of sharks that didn't end well for them oh that actually sounds like a, a comedy in a way <laughs> oh yeah like depending on like the music and the trailer, you could make that a comedy in a heartbeat, right? <laughs> if they show the boat speeding away at like double speed with the Benny Hill theme song, you've got a comedy. I'll have to overdub that. No, okay, Magnus, you're number one. So did you say we can't use Jaws? <laughs> you can use whatever. Like, you're the one. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, then let's go with the one of a uh, a scared little uh, fish who gets adopted from his home, uh, gets transported to a new place, and his father has to brave all odds in order to rescue him. I'm going to go number one, Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh, that's a horror movie of horror movies. I was, I was scared. Uh, my number one is the classic Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, one. yeah, I think it's black and white too. So that one, that one freaked me out. And while I did have to Google around because I haven't watched a lot of movies, especially, I don't know, in the last X years, but um that one I have seen and I've seen almost all of these all the way through except for the Meg. So, but this one, yeah, freaked me out. It's my number one. Something about the black and white too. I don't know. My number one is kind of, well, it's not really a fish, although they do start out as creatures that swim frogs. It's a really bad B movie. Boy. uh, Can you, can you give any, any (laughs) insight into the plot? It's basically, you know, these people, they're, it's, you know, living out in the swamp and there's just like these frogs overrun everything and kill people. And it's, it's really bad. So but, is this like a send up of, of Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds where like there's some guy named Albert Hinchcook and he's like, <laughs> well, uh, we're going to do the frogs, frogs. I think. Yeah. I, think in the, <laughs> I think in the 50s and 60s, they were just like, what can we mutate and make really scary? You know, there was like, you know, the movies with the giant ants and, and you know, frogs and you and, name and, it. Yeah, and they mutated the humans too, those hippies. How dare they? Wasn't the one with the centipede too? <laughs> oh, probably. All right, guys, let's do some shout outs. Magnus? You got any shout outs? I want to shout out you guys. Uh, you guys have been Aww. killing it with the podcast. Uh, I do miss our dear beloved friend, Peter. I wish he would come back on a uh, special episode. He, uh, just, I miss him. But you guys have been doing a tremendous great job with the guests. And of course, a shout out to C-Note, who has been killing with his own little uh, podcast. And mm-hmm. um, just the leadership over at Brad Thorne, who have been doing a great job keeping things moving. I know I've been kind of distant the last few weeks, just real life is kicking me really hard and i love seeing how everyone else is keeping things moving um so you guys you got all killing it thank you yes <laughs> so uh you know. for, for me uh right back at you magnus uh you're a regular shout out of mine and i know i tease you from time to time but i love you like a brother man and i am so happy with all you do for us i'm so glad you do it because you are part of the engine room that keeps everything everyone marching to the same beat your help with cwl your recaps and all that um it's it's a big contribution from a guy whose plate is already pretty full so so thank you very much um also a big shout out i've mentioned them before to stormy uh, not to storm excuse me and td for the event um that was a lot of fun for sure I'm just, well, I'll second everything that you guys have said, you know, everybody is just wonderful. And yes, Peter, you do have to come back on for an episode eventually. <laughs> Hold you to that. And I'm going to shout out C-Note. He had me on his podcast as a guest last night. We recorded last night. It was a ton of fun. Oh, and the, the Pepcast? <laughs> the Pepecast, yes. 
and it should be out by the time this episode airs. So it's uh, lots of surprises in there. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time. So shout out to C. And thank you everybody for listening. The CFF is a family of clans who love to play games such as Clash of Clans and Clash Royale, among others. You can send questions or comments to us on Twitter at RedthornCOC. To get more information on our clans, events, and podcasts, join the CFF Discord at discord.gg slash clashfiles. Time out. Wait a minute. We usually end on this, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, let's not. Let's do one last little thing. Um, Can we plug, plug Magnus's YouTube channel? Definitely. Magnus, give yourself a plug. Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube at Magnus Games. Uh, I also have Twitter that is at Magnus double underscore games. Excellent. And we will post that link in the show notes so it'll be available, available if I can speak, once we post this episode. That's just a Canadian Canadian pronunciation. Available. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Sorry, Nora. Bye-bye.